Numbers chapter 28, verse 1. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 2. Command the children of Israel, and say unto them, My food which is presented unto me for offerings made by fire, of a sweet savor unto me, shall ye preserve to offer unto me in its due season. God is going to go over the offerings again, because this is a new generation now, and they didn't hear what the original generation heard. He's going to have Moses speak it to the people again before Moses dies. 3. And thou shalt say unto them, This is the offering made by fire, which ye shall bring unto the Lord, he lambs of the first year without blemish, two day by day for a continual burnt offering. Now this is at the tabernacle. This is the continual burnt offering for the people that the priests are constantly performing, aside from the offerings that people bring in as individual families for their own sin. 4. The one lamb shalt thou offer in the morning, and the other lamb shalt thou offer at dusk. 5. And the tenth part of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering, mingled with a fourth part of a hin of beaten oil. And remember, beaten symbolizes that Jesus was beaten before he died on the cross. And the beaten oil is the most precious part of the oil. That's the oil that they get from the olive before they crush it. That's the initial first oil that comes out, and it's more expensive and more precious than any other oil. 6. It is a continual burnt offering, which was offered in Mount Sinai for a sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Now a burnt offering is completely consumed by the Lord. None of it is eaten. There is a Bible verse that says God is an all-consuming fire, and it means that our lives are completely consecrated to Him. Having our life consecrated in Him means that He will consume us with His fire so that we ourselves become an offering to the Lord. And I mean that spiritually. I don't mean it physically. There's New Testament verses about laying your life on the altar, you know, for the Lord, sacrificing your life for the Lord. And that's what that means. That means that He consumes your entire life. 7. And the drink offering thereof shall be the fourth part of a hin for the one lamb. In the holy place shalt thou pour out a drink offering of strong drink unto the Lord. 8. And the other lamb shalt thou present at dusk as a meal offering for the morning, and as the drink offering thereof thou shalt present it, an offering made by fire of a sweet savor unto the Lord. The drink offering in Hebrew is liquor. It's a precious commodity used for illnesses. 9. And on the Sabbath day two he lambs of the first year without blemish, and two tenth parts of an ephah of fine flour of a meal offering mingled with oil and the drink offering thereof. Now we learned in previous chapters that Sabbaths don't occur simply every seven days. There is an every seven seven days Sabbath, but there are other added Sabbaths in the year. It isn't just going to be 52 Sabbaths a year. There's going to be more than that. And that's why when Jesus died in the New Testament, it actually describes two Sabbaths that were only a few days apart because it was a holiday. So there was actually two Sabbaths that fell a few days apart. 10. This is the burnt offering of every Sabbath, beside the continual offering and the drink offering thereof. 11. And in your new moons ye shall present a burnt offering unto the Lord, two young bullocks and one ram, seven he lambs of the first year without blemish. And witches worship the moon, and all pagans worship the moon. But when they're offering the offering at the new moon, it's actually worshiping God, thanking God for the seasons and the harvest to come. It's not worshiping the moon. 
12 and 3 tenth parts of an ephah of fine flour for a meal offering, mingled with oil for each bullock, and 2 tenth parts of fine flour for a meal offering, mingled with oil for the one ram. With some of these offerings also goes flour or bread or wine. And so each one has a different thing that goes with it. And that's because the priests are going to eat these offerings, all except for the burnt offering. God is giving the priest a full meal deal. They aren't going to just get meat. They're going to get either meat and flour or meat and bread or meat and wine. God will always consume part of it, but the best part of it will go to the priest to eat with his family. 13. And several tenth parts of fine flour mingled with oil for a meal offering unto every lamb, for a burnt offering of a sweet savor, an offering made by fire unto the Lord. Burnt offerings are always sweet. Whenever the offering, the aroma goes up, it smells good to God because that is the aroma of his own forgiveness. That means that he is forgiving the people. 14. And their drink offerings shall be a half a hen of wine for a bullock, and the third part of a hen for the ram, and the fourth part of a hen for a lamb, less wine for a smaller animal, more wine for a bigger animal. This is the burnt offering of every new moon throughout the months of the year. 15. And one he goat for a sin offering unto the Lord. It shall be offered beside the continual burnt offering and the drink offering thereof. 16. And in the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, is the Lord's Passover. 17. And on the fifteenth day of this month shall be a feast. Seven days shall unleavened bread be eaten. And that means flat bread that isn't raised. There's no raising agent in it like yeast or baking soda. And that represents that Jesus, who is the bread of life, lived without sin. He never sinned. 18. And the first day shall be a holy convocation. Ye shall do no manner of servile work. 19. But ye shall present an offering made by fire, a burnt offering unto the Lord, two young bullocks and one ram, and seven he lambs of the first year, they shall be unto you without blemish. This chapter is taking them through the whole calendar of the year, of all the offerings that they have to do throughout the year. This particular one is Passover. 20. And their meal offering, fine flour mingled with oil, three-tenth parts shall ye offer for a bullock, and two-tenth parts for the ram. 21. And a several-tenth part shall thou offer for every lamb of the seven lambs. 22. And one he-goat for a sin offering to make atonement for you. So that's to make atonement for your sin. Some offerings are for atonement, for sin. Some offerings are consecration to the Lord. Some offerings are just to be thankful. Some offerings are fellowship offerings where you actually commune with the Lord and you commune with your family. 23. Ye shall offer these beside the burnt offering of the morning, which is for a continual burnt offering. 24. After this manner ye shall offer daily, for seven days, the food of the offering made by fire, of a sweet savor unto the Lord. It shall be offered beside the continual burnt offering and the drink offering thereof. 25. And on the seventh day ye shall have a holy convocation, ye shall do no manner of servile work. We've seen two Sabbaths added in this chapter to the year that are beyond the regular 52 Sabbaths. 26. Also in the day of the firstfruits, when ye bring a new meal offering unto the Lord in your feast of weeks, ye shall have a holy convocation, ye shall do no manner of servile work. This is when they harvest the first and the best of all of their crops, and they will bring God a portion of the first and the best. When you give to the Lord, you give him your best and your first. Whenever you give to a charity, give your best, if it's a godly charity. When you give to missionaries, give your best. We don't give God throwaway stuff. If you were going to throw it in the trash, 
you're not doing God any favor by giving it to him. If it was trash to you, it's trash to God too. Think about it that way. If you're going to buy toys for orphans or clothes for missionaries, go to a store and buy brand new stuff. Because otherwise, it's not a genuine offering. If you're going to just look in your closet and pull rags out, that's not an offering. God doesn't consider that an offering. Just like he didn't consider if they brought a lame lamb, he wouldn't approve of that. He wants the firstborn, beautiful, perfect lamb. That was the one that they were to bring. 27. But ye shall present a burnt offering for a sweet savor unto the Lord, two young bullocks, one ram, seven he lambs of the first year, 28. And their meal offering, fine flour mingled with oil, three-tenth parts for each bullock, two-tenth parts for one ram, 29. A several-tenth part for every lamb of the seven lambs, 30. One he goat to make atonement for you, 31. Beside the continual burnt offering and the meal offering thereof, ye shall offer them. They shall be unto you without blemish and their drink offerings. It actually mentioned in this chapter the burnt offering first, and that was an offering of consecration. And then it mentioned the sin offering, which is for sin or guilt. Part of it is eaten by the priest. He gets the breast and the thigh of the animal, which is the best part to eat. God gets the bones and stuff and the fat. And the fat is the most precious part of the animal, and that is reserved for God alone. But the healthiest part for the priest to eat is the breast and the thigh, and that's why the priest gets that part. It also mentioned the Passover offerings, and it mentioned the first fruits offerings which we might also call the grain offerings and the fellowship offerings. The grain offerings are when you give God the first of your crops. That could be fruits and vegetables too. The peace offering is a meat offering, but it is eaten in fellowship with the Lord at the tabernacle. And this can also be, you can eat it with your family. I think the fellowship offering was the one offering that the people giving it would actually be able to eat some of it. Whereas with all the other offerings, the people giving it would not eat any of it. Only the Levites would eat it or God would consume all of it. Again, if you want to give food to the poor, give them the best food you have. Don't give them scraps. Because if you're considering it to be something similar to a grain offering or a fellowship offering, it has to be the best. God always requires the best from us, not the least. And that concludes Numbers chapter 28.